Okay, so this is it. I'm so excited about this moment. First ever podcast. We've been talking about this for a few months now and it's been a kind of a dream to do a podcast for a long time. And we are filming this as well as recording it. So um, no pressure, Dawn. I really want this to be to be good fun. I want you to be yourself because we've known each other for what, 15 years, 15 I think? Years, yeah, yeah. 2005 we met. I came to the garden centre that you were working at and we were... We we were actually pricing panolas, weren't we? And you've, you've, which is, for those of you who don't know, you, you take a viola and a pansy and you mix them together and you get a panola. And it's kind of, why would you do that? But <laughs> somebody somebody out there did. Um, probably some crazy Dutch person did it. And, and uh, that, that was it. So we, we bonded over a packet of panolas. And your phone rang, you gave it to me, said, can you answer that? And I was like, yeah, sure, let's give it a go. So I answered it. And this lady, bear in mind we were what, end of August? August. Yeah, yeah, red hot day. Yeah, well, it was actually. And this lady said, do you have any baubles? Uh, and I said, do you mean bulbs? And she said, no, Christmas baubles. And I was like, I just put the phone down, looked at Dawn in this kind of like Les Dennis kind of way. And uh, and she, she said... Um, she was like, yeah, we do. They come out kind of bank holiday, August bank holiday. And I was like, what? <laughs> so I got back on the phone and I was like, yeah. And then we had a laugh about it. And Dawn turned to me and was like, we're going to get, gonna get on, on just fine. <laughs> so that's kind of how we met. You're a plants woman, aren't you? A passionate plants woman and horticulturalist. Yeah, yeah, very planty. I like plants, yeah. And that's kind of been your background, hasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. 20 years you've worked nearly. Uh, coming up for 20 years in November. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. But I do love it. Yeah, that's where all my money goes. Uh, I'm not an handbag shoe lady as you could tell um <laughs> <laughs> plants is yeah, my, my yeah. thing and you got that from your dad didn't you when was yeah he at a very passionate? young age dad used to have an allotment and used to take us down when mum was doing sunday lunch and uh he allowed me to dig up the twitch at the time he said that was a very important job <laughs> um but yeah i loved it he kept chickens and grew vegetables so from a young age we understood where vegetables come from it wasn't tesco's yeah, yeah. actually all the supermarkets do all exist supermarkets <laughs> So, yeah, so it, I think it's important and it, I think it's fantastic they're learning things like this in schools, catching the young ones so they know where the food comes from. Yeah. It's, it's amazing. Yeah. But today we're talking about, we're going to split this podcast into two. So first of all, we're going to start talking about clean air plants um, and then we're going to kind of have a, a little discussion about your favourite plants and then we'll move on um, to the second part, which is all about well-being because uh, the media and everything, you know, since COVID or, you know, even before that, it was all about kind of well-being and promoting healthy environments. So the, the bulk of this is going to be about house plants. Um, there's going to be a few little nice stories in there that we've both kind of, uh, you know, we, that we can both share um, with you all. I hope this is going to be entertaining. Um, and by the way, my name's Lee Bestall. I'm also known as the Northern Designer. So if you want to follow us on Instagram, that would be great at the Northern Designer. So I was in a garden centre a few weeks ago. Um, I still do that thing that I tell clients off for, you know, buying impulse purchases and you go in there, you see something in flower, you buy it. And I'm always telling clients don't do that, but I do it all the time, particularly with house plants, because I think decorating the inside of your house, especially as we're moving into autumn, um, is something that, you know, bringing that outside in is something that we talk about a lot of uh, as designers. But it really makes me happy when you start bringing foliage and flowers indoors uh, from the outside. And I was walking past some plants and I saw a label on there, which I'd not seen before, and it said about pure air plants. And I was like, well, we have the door open, I ventilate with windows, you know, I've not got loads of stale air in my house. So what, what's the point in a pure air plant? Is it just a marketing thing? Oh, no, definitely not, Lee. Air So Pure is a range of houseplants 
that are particularly good at filtering air. Um, all plants, as you know, indoor and out, they take CO2 and convert into oxygen, but some do a low amount where the air so pure range, they really are good. They're the front runners of, of purifying the air. Um, yes, you can have your window open. It's lovely, isn't it? Open the window, let the fresh air in. Uh, half of your, your spiders that live outside as well. So me personally, <laughs> I, I'll open the window. It's not a problem. But chemicals, you shut the window, what happens? The, the chemicals from your carpets, the paint, uh, your sofa, uh, anything in your house that's, that has chemical based are released over a time build up. So by opening the window, it will let them out and let fresh air in, but you're going to close your window again. Mm. It builds up again. By having house plants, what they do is, some, like I say, more than others, they actually absorb the chemicals. Even we emit toxins. Printers, no. what? what? Oh, hang on a minute. So <coughs> we, we, we emit we toxins. We emit certain toxins, yeah. Plants, what they do is they grab onto them and basically gobble them up like Tic Tacs, let's say. They break it down and they'll give off oxygen. So your toxins are being stored in the plant. They can either use them or they'll just convert it to yeah, oxygen, yeah, yeah. Which, is, which is better for us. So do you need like an entire house? It's a bit like a jungle that you live in uh, to get the, pure yeah, air? Yeah, the more the better. I mean, in my house, I have, I've got them everywhere. Um, my husband, he, he comes in and sometimes you can't even see me. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm not surprised. Yeah. I mean, for those listeners, you have yeah. got crazy hair. And yeah. So I can imagine if you were near a Mullenbeckia, he's got no chance. Absolutely. <laughs> but the more the better. But on average, if you're wanting to, to grow them purely uh, to purify your air, I would recommend two to three 17 centimetre pot plants per 30 square metres. Really? That, that is said to purify the air. But the least that, not, that's not, not loads then, is no, it? No, really? not at all. I mean, I've got, like I said, I've got them everywhere. I've got a huge uh, Kentia palm, which I absolutely love. Yeah. Um, my long pod palm, I call him, is, is lovely. And he's basically coming over. I lay on the sofa overnight um, watching Strictly and eating a big family sized bags of Rebels. Um, well, the chocolates are available. The chocolates are available. <laughs> I have, I have um, eaten all those as well. And uh, and the joy it brings, not just for the, the purification of the air, but to see them, it buffers stress in your life. So we are going through this terrible... You, you turn on the news and, crikey me, it's all gloom and doom, isn't it? And from the lockdown, yeah, yeah. things like that. So they just de-stress. They're nice to look at. You can get a scented plants. I mean, and they just make your home look nice. So and people suffering from depression anxiety through all these doom and gloom of, of the earth at yeah. the moment um in fact there's clinics in manchester and they're prescribing potted plants as horticultural therapy so i, I can't say enough how brilliant they are as you can tell i'm a fan yeah. but even i want to talk get... about well-being in the second yeah, half if that's yeah, all right because sure, I, I, I think that's a massively interesting yeah. topic if we just go back to the the pure air purifying yeah. plants what what's kind of like your number one plant that you choose if you could only have one say i live in a small flat i've only got room for one or two plants which one would it be okay this might surprise you but i'm going to say because it's an easy easy go plant don't take up a lot of room and it does a trick air purifying spider plant chlorophytum really yeah, yeah. see I, I can't stand spider plants i'll be honest because back in the 80s when i was a kid i had one in my bedroom and i guess as a teenage lad you know it was pretty weird to have a plant in your bedroom yeah. but um it would have probably filtered the air and made it smell a bit sweeter in my bedroom but i, <laughs> I my mum was bought this macrame like um hanging thing you know which are all back in fashion now i can't stand them because they just remind me of the 80s dodgy you know shell suits and haircuts and stuff but or maybe that 
was the 90s. But yeah, so this this macrame kind of uh, hanging spider plant, and it had these like tendrils with little babies that used to dangle down. And then at night, when the moon was shining through, it was like this creature in the side of my bedroom. And weirdly, I didn't get rid of it for ages. Um, but yeah, I'm not a fan of those. Do, do, are they all variegated? Because I, I don't like variegated yeah, the, plants the either. Is, and you're looking back and you're thinking, oh, it's 80s plant. But, but they are so on trend now. Not just spider plants. Cheese plants, 70s favourite. They're yeah, so yeah. massive now. People are, honestly can't get enough of them. I work in retail, Don and Ginoli. Yeah. And the amount of customers come through the door. We used to have a certain clientele of yeah, the yeah. elderly, yeah. bless them, coming in. And now the young, young generations are coming in. And they're not just coming up to me and saying, excuse me, where's your toilets? Where's yeah. <laughs> now it's, uh, what compost do I want for this? And I think, cracky, that's absolutely amazing to see. It really is. So they are on, on trend now. And they do look good. They do filter their air. Um, and I absolutely, 100% would sooner look at a spider plant on my shelf than a, a bit of pottery or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah no so that would be your number one kind of yeah, spider it, plant it if would, you only had not, one. Not my personal favourite, but if, yeah. you, if I was going to advise somebody, a youngster coming in, because they're easy to care for, they trail down, have little tiny flowers on them, they're easy to propagate, they, hmm. they don't need a lot of looking after or a yeah. lot of room, opposed to something like a, a cheese plant, Swiss cheese plant, Monstera Deliciosa, huge, huge, but amazing to look at. And, and purify the air they look good but they need a lot of room so a favorite if it's gonna be a favorite, no don't spoil mind. it because no, we're no. gonna go on to favorites in a minute okay okay yeah so when we were talking just before just before we were filming the podcast you said about this plant that did i can't remember the name of it the dinosaurs were oh, yeah. you know it's that it's that old what was yeah. that one a sago palm the cycad ah yeah that was it yeah cycad revoluta a fantastic plant i grow on myself um they're slow growing, so they're not sprinters, they're, they're marathon runners. Yeah. I think mine puts on something like three leaves a year. But wow. they're amazing plants. They take out toxins in the air, convert CO2 to oxygen, as lots of other plants do, but these are good at doing it. Um, in the wild, when the dinosaurs were about over 280 million years ago, these uh, plants were around, and they adapted to take mercury from the soil, okay. hold it in the leaves to prevent the dinosaurs eating the foliage. Because they were slow growing, they needed the foliage to photosynthesize yeah but then they thought well the slow propagation as well so how can we spread these seeds so what what seeds they put out became in a fleshy coating that was juicy and edible uh, to the dinosaurs okay so the dinosaurs come along knowing they can't eat the leaves because they tasted disgusting because yeah. they're high in mercury and toxins they'd eat the fruits and then poop out the seeds hence another sago palm i mean that yeah. is a cheeky plant it, that it, can it fool is, yeah. a dinosaur so you can't eat its leaves because it's poisonous yeah. but oh yeah we'll chuck out a couple of fruits which you can <laughs> eat because by the way we need you to take them down the road because we can't get there because we've got no legs uh, you know the way you tell that story Absolutely. it's like they're having a little conversation yeah. making a plan Absolutely. and they basically outwitted the dinosaurs and yeah. outlived them by however many million years absolutely yeah and they, they came through uh, volcanic eruptions and landslides uh hurricanes ice age i mean these are plants with a thirst for life yeah, yeah absolutely yeah. amazing so yeah and can you grow them outside or inside because i've can, seen them in the botanic yeah, gardens growing inside yeah. but i've never seen them outside yeah that you can grow them outside but i mean bearing in mind these come from like a place like japan so right. they wouldn't tolerate frost things like you'd have to keep them quite sheltered okay. really um, I put mine outside in summer. Oh dear! He has a little summer vacation outside yeah, yeah, on the patio, yeah. and then bring it in, in the sun or in the shade or what? what? I put it part sun, part shade, just because it's in a pot and onto its roots to bake in summer. Right. Um, they don't need too much feed either. Because okay. oh, just going back, Lee. Sorry, if you do put your plants outside, you can put 
all house plants outside for summer, bring them in. Do give them a check once over for pests and diseases. Yeah. You don't want to be getting taking anything to our scale or or mealybug or anything. Yeah, do yeah. give them a check over. Um, watering, you, you let them dry when it's, your soil's dry to the touch. Then flood them. Yeah. Then leave them. Okay. Uh, feeding, not very often at all because they do put surface roots on as well as anchorage roots in the garden. But okay. Put surface roots on, which have a symbiotic relationship to with a bacteria called cyanobacteria. Right. And what they do, they take nitrogen out of the air, which is unusable for the plant, and they convert it and allow the plant to take that. So okay. it's looking after the plant, and the plant's housing yeah, yeah. the bacteria. So it, in, it enables in the wild for cycads to grow in in places where plants wouldn't normally need yeah. it because the soil's so poor. And that's probably why they've survived for so long. Absolutely. Which adapted. which room in the house would be ideal for that kind of plant then? Um, they're like a bright light, but not direct light. So I, I grow mine in the south-facing front room, but I wouldn't put it on the windowsill okay. because in summer it'll scorch. In winter it'll get frosted. Yeah. The glass becomes cold and you don't want it chilling the roots. Yeah. So good light, but not, not direct sunlight. Okay. Yeah. I thought I read somewhere that if you you can't touch the leaves because they go yellow. Is that right? Or is that an old wife's um, tale? I don't have more case of if you touch the leaves, you you might go yellow because they're quite <laughs> <highly> toxic. <laughs> but uh, I wasn't aware of that. Um, oh, actually, I've got a little bunny and he, he's like, yeah. he'll have a nibble at anything. Yeah. So I need to... Same as I will say all houseplants, not just cycads that are toxic mm. for children and pets. If you're unsure, look on the website, RHS, or anywhere that's that's yeah, a yeah. good source of information for, for safe. I have actually took the liberty of making little plant list that's non-toxic oh, plants. Right, that's good. Um, I mean, we like I say, I've got one, and a lot of my plants are toxic. Yeah. But um, it's, it's been careful, isn't it? I'm not going to eat the cycad leaves, yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah. But if you've got a rabbit that may nibble on them, put them eye up. Yeah, or yeah. make another another choice of something that clears and filters the air. Yeah. But it's safe. For yeah. pets okay what else have you got on your list then because i can see you've got like a list of so uh, we're, look, we're cool looking plants. at the, the non are we looking at non-toxic or yeah let's just get, air so pure? well uh, let's let's do with air so pure at the moment because okay. i'm interested to know what other because I'm, I'm thinking i could create kind of like a, a jungle almost around i'm thinking in the office at work we've got an opportunity to get some plants in there because we want to green it up a bit more we've got a few things in there but they weren't specifically put in there because of um you know cleaning the air or anything so I, i'm thinking i don't know our printer churns out you know when you mm. change the cartridge it yeah, stinks yeah, and i'm yeah. thinking d- would those toxins like come out you know yeah absolutely like i say if you go for like say go palm in, in the office is a nice one because you you're not gonna have young children and, and yeah, pets true. around so yeah, that yeah, might be good yeah, one. <laughs> and dare i say spider plant get a spider plant in there make friends with a spider plant again uh, kentia palms i've got howier uh, Lord Longpod, I call him. He's yeah. fantastic. Now they do, they can get quite tall. Mm. But if you've got um, a, a large office, you want something that can, and they look good, don't yeah, they? they? I do mean, look they look absolutely yeah, amazing. Yeah, rather yeah. than looking at a, a bare wall that's you know you can dive boredom. Yeah. Get a Kentia palm. Just while we're talking about that, we got one of those actually, and it's it's behind the reception area. Um, and our um, one of our team hates the flies, and you know when you first put it in, you get like these compost fly type things what mm. what how do you get are, rid of those right. are they little tiny flies that jump up and down on the surface of the compost uh, i think so yeah they're yeah, like little if, black ones yeah yeah they're, they're called fungus gnats uh, uh right. yeah and, and basically um they'll come if your compost usually it's that's with overwatering. the compost uh, becomes quite moist and they love that environment so right. what you need to do is i don't know if you're organic lee i, I think yeah, i know what yeah, you do yeah, like yeah. to be organic um so then you could get traps you could stick in sticky traps to catch them okay 
or let this compost dry out in between waterings. Oh, okay. They won't like it and they'll move on. I suspect they're going to be overwatering. In yeah, fact, yeah. when I went on holiday, I bought like this little water meter. Yeah. So you stick it in. It's like a probe that you stick in and it, yeah. I say it's dry, moist or wet. Yeah, yeah. And, and I stuck it in the plants. And actually, I, I thought... I was surprised because I stuck it in some plants which looked dry yeah, yeah. and were dry to the touch, mm. but actually underneath they weren't they were dry, yeah. and they were quite wet. So yeah. I left them for a bit longer. So I've I've modified my kind of watering yeah. regime um, yeah. since then. And I've noticed that the plants have put on more growth mm. Mm. by having less water, That's right, yeah. which is yeah. which is interesting. Yeah. Do they treat um, them as water lilies? Do they keep uh, yeah, yeah, water yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, talking of lilies. <laughs> kind of the the peace lily that's the that's the a fantastic house plant also anyone who's moving into a new home mm -hmm. you don't have to get them don't just reach for a candle or a, or a little ornament they've got to dust go for a peace lily these are renowned for bringing good luck into your home oh, right, okay. so spathophyllum again i've got one uh it puts on beautiful white people think they're flowers but actually bracts yeah. and they're lovely but beautiful foliage even when they're not in flower and they can flower between 10 to 12 weeks at a time yeah. then they'll have a couple of weeks rest we all need a rest don't we all mm -hmm. have a little holiday and then if you if you stop watering let it dry out slightly it'll come back good again and flower and the leaves what i do with the leaves i dust them as in all all foliage plants yeah. in the house dust them they, they you don't do filter. that much dusting though do you i've been to your <gasps> oh my word oh my <laughs> listeners it is not true i do dust i dusted three months ago and it's ready for doing again my plants i do dust but not always just dustly wipe the dust off with a, a damp cloth then get a, another damp cloth with a little bit of mayonnaise on rub it on the leaves whoa, whoa, whoa. hang on a yep. minute we're not going to eat these bad boys, You're are we? Not going are we talking them. garlic mayonnaise, piri-piri mayonnaise? Just normal, run-of-the-mill mayonnaise. It won't smell or anything when it dries. What? Really? Yeah, the oil in the mayonnaise, when it's dried, it's dried to the touch, but it looks shiny. So it's you clean way. your plants with mayonnaise? Yep, yep. Does I, it have to be I a certain brand, or can we go... Not a brand. <laughs> it's not got to be fat-free, unless you want a really nice, chunky plant. I'm sure the plants don't mind. But yeah, that's all I use. I don't use leaf shine. Oh, I don't particularly amazing. like aerosols and things like that in the No, house. no, because you can get that so, spray, but it's you like... Can, it's, yeah, you think, yeah. well, what's the point in if I'm going to spray yeah. stuff everywhere? Why am I then mm. cleaning my air? I'm at a sort of, but mayonnaise yeah. on a cloth. Mayonnaise. Wow. Some people use uh, banana skins, which okay. is, I suppose, it, it's iron potassium, so... It's a form of feed, I suppose, but yeah. I, I like I like mayonnaise. Yeah, okay. Yeah. So I do that um, and, and feed it. And it, honestly, it looks good all year round. It never lets me down. If it wants watering, because as much as I like plants, busy lifestyle work mm -hmm. and going to the shops for chocolate regularly. Yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, so sometimes you can forget to water your plants. Yeah. But spathophyllums, have, they'll tell you when, when they want to water. Yeah. The tongue hangs of, over the pot. It oh. does, yeah, yeah, And yeah, honestly, yeah. you'll give it a good drink, a good glug of water, and the next day you will not know it's that up, it, yeah. it's parched. Yeah, it was parched yeah. the day before. Fantastic plants. Yeah. So we've done Kenty Palm, which is a good one. Yeah. Phalaenopsis and Phal... So Phalaenopsis didn't. Moth orchids, they're good. Oh, not yeah. so much um, purifying the air, but they're just lovely plants, yeah. and they grow on tree branches in the rainforest, so... What I do is when I've got a fallow, you know the moth orchid, don't yeah, you, yeah, Lee? Yeah. When it's finished flowering, I cut it back, take the canes out, just allow it to grow and traipse over. So I have mine on the bathroom windowsill and it traipse over how it's meant to be uh, from a, a tree branch. Yeah, even yeah. put Spanish moss around it so it looks nice. Because they always look really oh, like, you know when you see them in like a supermarket and it's yeah, got yeah. clip like hair clips around yeah, its yeah. throat and it's they, yeah. they always like, they're standing upright. But I yeah. have seen them growing, not naturally, but like in botanical gardens and yeah, stuff well, in, in the in the winter gardens yeah. and they just like seem to droop. Um, they look amazing. Yeah, like I so said, the, the, what we call the epiphytic, which means it 
grows on on something like with these they grow on tree branches but they're not parasites they're not parasitic so they don't take anything from the tree they don't right, take okay. nutrients or anything all they do is they lodge there right. not harming the tree so you can you can uh do that in your home with a, a, a nice branch or something just yeah, to yeah. judge it up some spanish moss on a curtain pot anything you like a shower in your shower pot you know you can be more creative with plants so it's not just got to be about purifying the air yeah. it's aesthetically pleasing as well which moves us on nicely to the next part of the show which is all about well-being and kind of like your mental health and being being in a space that just makes you feel nice and as a designer i guess my job is to make amazing spaces and you know we do that outside we do that inside it just it just kind of creating a beautiful space to be in you know, just makes you feel so much nicer, yeah, doesn't it? Absolutely. And, and so, yeah, using houseplants, I think, as a designer, using houseplants to, especially at this time of year, like I said, to, to kind of create an environment where you can feel like you're outside, but yeah. you're actually inside. Yeah. And I felt really sorry in lockdown for people who didn't have a garden. And and you were saying that houseplant sales rocketed during yeah, that time. yeah. Because, and, and again, a lot of younger people were, were kind of coming in to buy houseplants who traditionally would not have gone into a garden centre. They were looking for more unusual houseplants. What, what's kind of your kind of top top plants for creating a lovely kind of calm, relaxing atmosphere? Okay, so we, we'll talk, we've talked about air so pure, so I'm going to go back to that and yeah, I'll keep okay. pushing it, but it is massive and it is in, in trend. So we're doing a few plants, we only saw spathophyllum. Um, I was going to tell you something about spathophyllum and it's completely gone out of my head. I cannot remember. I will come back to that. <laughs> I'm listeners. sure it was really I good. Will, yeah, I will come back I'm still to blown it. away by the mayonnaise. I'm literally going to get some out <laughs> when I get off. You off you know, when it? I get it's home, made you hungry, I'm going to go for mayonnaise. So, Lee, we did Kenty Palm, Harrier, which I've got Lord Longpod as mine. Uh, Phlebodium, the blue star. Now, I think you've grown this, Lee. It, it's like a fern. It's not a fern, but it looks like a fern. Oh, yeah. Really I've got one in the bathroom. Blue glaucus. Yeah, yeah love it. Fantastic. So, I was really insulted because this guy came round to our house. I don't even know if I took a picture of it and posted it on Insta. And uh, he was like, oh, you're obsessed with that plant. It just looks like a dusty house plant. <laughs> and I'm like, you are joking. It is literally one of my favorites. It's not my absolute favorite, but it is one of my favorites. Because that blue color, yeah. you don't get that very often no, in house it's, plants, it's, do you? it's glaucous. I don't know how mature your plant is, Lee. Um, but have you seen the the aerial roots that grow from from the bottom? It's not very mature Cracky. like me, but wow. it is. Yeah, it has got these tarantula legs yeah, sticking yeah. out of the pot. And and actually, my wife said that needs to go. Yeah, so it's yeah. now in our office yeah. at work, <laughs> and we got a baby one in the bathroom because it doesn't have the tarantula legs. That that was the only one thing I would not grow that because I I not really spiders and the legs literally any spider lovers yeah, yeah. you will love it. So you'll you'll see the nice glaucous foliage come out of the pot the top then underneath they have these like aerial roots and they creep over the pot and they just they've got hairs on them yeah and they just look like huge tarantulas you, you've got to google it to believe it's it like out. a teenage boy's yeah. like love yeah. kind of like uh, most Absol like uh, spiders and tarantulas yeah. and stuff so and it would if, be a good plant to start a young lad off on i think if we get delivery work i so if they've got these on, i can't physically put them out because the That's hairs like, on them they're like it really is, it's the nearest yeah. thing i've seen yeah. in the plant life to a spider absolutely so they're good at purifying the air as well they come under the air so pure range right. they're absolutely fantastic and like i said the, the uh, glaucous blue foliage is, is yeah. amazing i mean as a as a designer i love putting that foliage with a kind of like if you've got a black wall or a black yeah. kind of a dark gray wall yeah. it just it it just really kind of stands out it against pops, it. Doesn't it and i find you can like not water it over water it it's really not that yeah. bothered yeah but sometimes at night if you've if you've watered it you can hear like this 
crackly creepy. <laughs> it sounds like it's it sounds like it's alive. <laughs> Coming out of its web. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's weird. Uh, another one, Dracaena, Dracaena marginata. And I'm I'm not sure if you've grown this one, but the Madagascan I think it, they call it a uh, dragon tree. I'm not right. not yeah. too good on common names. Uh, but they're they're good ones. Uh purify the air. So you were just talking about Ivy and you were you were kind of saying i don't think you're gonna like i i am a massive fan yeah, of ivy yeah, i love good. using ivy outside I, i've got you know quite a lot of it inside i love cutting it and bringing it in the house you yeah. know at christmas yeah. um what so is ivy a good air purifying plant as well it is, yeah it is one of the front runners it really is it's um it's out there with the top ones with your sago palms and your spider plants okay uh, plant. yeah i grow a lot of it like i say like you inside and out yeah Very and i guess that's like trailing because a lot of the plants you've talked about are quite upright aren't they or kind of yeah. quite take a bit yeah. of room up but this would be great you know on a bookshelf or a high shelf again probably you know poisonous so you want to keep it out of uh, reach of pets but it's quite good for kind of trailing down things yeah we, we use it for underplanting as well mm. a lot so you know mm. if you've got if you've got something and we've not mentioned devil's ivy that's one of mm. my favorite house plants is that is that good for purifying air um, it is. It will convert CO2 to oxygen like most plants, but I don't think it comes under the air so pure okay. plant range. I, I mean, I, I don't want to tell you wrong. You would need to look that up. But I've one. It was gonna. It's gonna give you air. I, do you know? I wanted my last house. Wanted wanted to trail over the kitchen sink at the top. Okay. Come down and wash the pots, but it never did. So, yeah. but I trailed it right over <laughs> oh, the yeah, kitchen training sink. Training it too. Training it, it too. Yeah. Not trailing train it too. Yeah. And, and so they the are they yeah. are nice plants. I, but Lee, I, I can't specify enough okay. if you don't know what's not toxic yeah what's not poisonous what because some plants remember uh your weeping fig your yeah, ficus yeah, benjamina yeah. if you cut those they'll give off a latex sap yeah, yeah. and they can yeah. be irritant like they don't stuff. seem to bother me i must have skin like yeah. a rhinoceros <laughs> but some people they do and if you rub it in your eyes it's not pleasant yeah. if you're unsure i can't stay enough put them away from children put away from pets wash your hands just be careful. Wear gloves if, if you tend to have sensitive to, to yeah, plants. Yeah. And if in doubt, go for something that's listed on a website that's not toxic. To, so to what what kind of plants would I look? Because if we're talking about mind, mindful, not mindfulness, but like well-being, I'm thinking I'm going to kind of sit in a space. I don't want really to be surrounded by mm. toxic plants because that, that feels like quite... Um, it doesn't feel as relaxing no, as being sat by non-toxic yeah, yeah, plants. Do you know what I mean? But toxic... If you was to eat them, under no circumstances are you going to go home and yeah. But if I've got the rabbit out, I just want to kind of have a you know. Yeah. I want if if you've got kids running around, you just want to relax. Yeah, yeah, and I get you need that. to be at home yeah. and relaxing. What kind of what what would you suggest? So what I made, are your favorite plants? I made a plants? list. Um, so number one, your favorite spider plant. Okay. Chlorophytum, Chlorophytum, yeah. and there's other varieties too. African violet, St. Paulia. It's making a comeback. Oh, yeah, yeah. Really? It's not just the you know little ladies that come in and want to uh, uh, St. Paulia. They're coming trendy now. Because they've got really nice furry leaves yeah, as well. Yeah, used leaves, to, man, I used colours, to have one of those. And I used to like yeah. twiddle it like yeah. ears, like dog's ears almost. I used to <laughs> twiddle that. But yeah, they've got cute little flowers as well. Cute little flowers. Uh, Christmas cactus, Slumbergia. Oh, I yeah, love yeah. those. Uh, you know, you can get them to flower at Easter, get them to flower at Christmas. So yeah, yeah. They're, they're non-toxic. Uh, Parlour palm, Shabidoria elegans, orchids, Phalaenopsis, which cov we've covered. Not just moth orchids. You get dendrobiums, you, you get pansy orchid there's lots and lots okay. of uh, you know shapes colors trailing epiphytic non-epiphytic so they're really good non-toxic 
um, Chinese money plant, plant which is Pai Lian. I'm not oh, sure yeah. if you grow one of those. Yeah, I yeah, think yeah. I've seen one in your It house. keeps spreading around and it has loads of babies yeah. as well. So, yeah. Yeah, they're good ones. And then bird's nest fern, a splenium. Yeah. Uh, which I know you've called me on more than one occasion. <laughs> Mother-in-law's tongue, Sansevieria, non-toxic. Yeah, yeah. You know, they don't need lots of water in, easy care. They are bulletproof. So, I've got one of those yeah. in the bathroom and it's quite dark up there because it's north-facing. They will tolerate some shade. Yeah, yeah so it's like, fantastic. yeah. It, I mean, it's not really, really dark, but it is it is quite dark. Yeah, um, so they're, they're just, just 10 I've, I've picked out. Okay. So you go on, like I say, a, a website and choose those plants if... If you've got pets and children, you are just not sure. Yeah, yeah You yeah. know, for goodness yeah. sake, check, check, get the right ones just to be safe. Yeah. Okay. I can't believe that we've nearly ran out of time. But before we go, I just want to talk about your absolute favourite houseplant. What would, if you could oh only take one, gosh, if I your desert island houseplant, which one would it be? It's got to be my Kentia palm, Lord Longpod. Okay. He's fantastic. And when I lay on the sofa eating my revels, it just feels like he, he arches over and strokes my ears. I'm watching streaming. <laughs> I wouldn't dare not take you, me grumble. <laughs> so for me, um, um, yours, I'm going to ask yours. Yeah. No, it's not a spider plant. No, it's definitely not a spider plant. Although you have convinced me to get some for the office, Do. for sure. Um, no, it's going to be, I think, the fiddle leaf palm. I know that that's gone crazy on yeah, Instagram this past fake. couple of years. Yeah. And you couldn't really kind of buy them mm. at one point because everyone was yeah. going mad for them. Yeah. But I do, I do love that. I just want to pick your brains on something. I read on the internet that if you want, because mine's growing up as a kind of a tall uh, stalk, I want it to bush out. And mm. I read this thing about nicking and knocking, and I can't remember which I need oh, to be okay. doing. What's the deal right. with that? Okay, nicking and knocking. Um, right, you are, you're picking my brains from studies a long time ago. So nicking and knocking. So uh, nicking is when you make a, a little nick underneath the node. Right, okay. Knocking is when you do it above the node. Right. And now I remember it. Nicking and knocking. I can't believe I'm going Let's to say this. Let's probably not go into this on a podcast, <laughs> but you get the idea. <laughs> one you'd wear up top, one you'd wear down below. Nick and, and let's knock. leave it. Yeah. There. Okay, so um, I'm going to try that, but it said do it in, yeah. in the spring. So I'm going yeah. to try that in spring and that'll make it branch out yeah. and kind of be what, a full What you plant. need to remember, Lee, if you do it, if you want, so you've got your plant here. Yeah, viewers, sorry, yeah. listeners, you can't see this, but so the nodes. If you uh, nick above it, yeah. which is uh, actually knocking, yeah, um, that bud will grow out because the nutrients are coming up to that point to okay. the bud and grow out. If you nick below that point, yeah. that point, it won't. It'll because it stops going to the bud. Does uh, that make sense? So if, if you, you don't want it to get any taller, in the supply you of nick the, it. That's right. And if you want it to branch out, you knock, knock it. Knock it. Yes. So you just think, imagine um, the uh, feed and the water, the nutrients are coming up through the xylem, up the stem, yeah. and you see the bud. Yeah. If you want to not let them reach the nutrients there, you get underneath the bud, yeah. so you're nicking it. Yeah. So that's the difference. Okay. If, if you get it mixed up, you're going to get the opposite yeah. effect. Actually, so in want. spring, I shall be knocking my fiddle leaf tree. <laughs> Dawn, thank you so much. It has you're been welcome. an absolute pleasure. I can't wait to um, do the next podcast with you. I think we're doing a Halloween special, is that right? With that poisonous right. plants. I can't wait to discuss right. those. But if, you would if you've enjoyed this podcast, I'd love you to follow our new channel. It's brand new, so um, we'll be putting content contact out there every few weeks if you want to join us please subscribe and again just follow us on instagram at bestall and co landscape design that's not our that's not actually our thing i'm gonna put i'm gonna write it on the bottom of the podcast because my brain's gone thank you so much dawn <laughs> for welcome. your time I've enjoyed it thank, thank you for having me take thank care you.